Blog Talk Radio. You are listening live. That is, unless you're not listening live. This is the Pro Wrestling Torch East Coast cast. It is Wednesday, September 7th, 2018. I'm your host. I'm Travis Bryant. Joining me ASAP will be Cameron Hawkins, the uh, the of twit and a bunch of other superfluous um, adjectives and monikers that I made up for him. Uh, we'll get Cam on in just a second, but first let me go ahead and give out all the pertinent contact information. <clears throat> this here is an interactive show, so please reach out to us in one or all of the following ways. If you want to have your voice heard on this show, there are two ways of going about that. First way, get in line. Hit us up on the Constellation line, and Cam and I will talk to you live on air tonight. Uh, hit us up at 347 202 0103. That is the call-in line. Once again, that is 347-202-0103. If you can't call us live, but again, you want your voice heard on this show, you can drop us a voicemail. The voicemail gives you three unadulterated minutes to ask your questions, uh, pose your, your comments, your, your, your unsolicited conspiracy theories, uh, rant, rave, heap praise upon your host's uh, voicemail can be reached at 415-787-5229. Again, drop us a voicemail at 415-787-5229. You can also uh, drop us an email. If you don't like voices and all that, and just good old-fashioned text. You're a man of the old, what is it, King's English, Queen's English? Uh, hit us up on the on the email tip. Let us know uh, in in the subject of your email which segment VIP or non VIP that you want your email read in. Uh, drop us a line at East Coast Audio Show at gmail dot com. Again, drop us an email at East Coast Audio Show at gmail dot com. Uh, currently, <clears throat> we have three email three non VIP emails, all from Gibran. So we'll treat that as one big email and they're spaced out he dropped us an email at like 10 last uh, 10 at night on when last wednesday uh knowing the damn show was over and he wasn't gonna <laughs> get his questions asked and then dropped us another one the next day and then one this afternoon or this morning so we're gonna hear what Gibran got to say this week uh, again east coast audio show at gmail.com find us on twitter the show can be found at east coast cast Twitter.com slash East Coast Cast. You can find my personal Twitter at Trav Lord. And you can find Cam at Seahawk, at CEE Hawk. <clears throat> and speaking of CEE Hawk, watch along, listen along, chat along. Hit Cam's Twitch uh, stream up at twitch.tv slash Seahawk. <clears throat> slash Seahawk, excuse me. Again, uh, join us and throw your opinions. In the in the in the chat, 
It's all kinds of, hey, this thing was jumping before <clears throat> before the show even started. So it's one of those weeks. I, I can't put my finger on why. It's uh, one, of, one of those slow, the slower weeks of the year. Um, and, and the last bastion of Get Adage. Find the show on Facebook. Uh, you can find us at facebook.com slash PWTorch East Coast Cast. Or just search East Coast Cast or PWTorch. You will see us among the Torch family of fan pages. So please give us a like, share us on your timeline, tag your wrestling buddies in it, spread the word that way. I think y'all know how it works by now. So, uh, not going to lie, seeing the news about Pat leaving SmackDown for four months kind of hit hard. Yeah, he definitely, you know, me coming back been watching full, not, I mean, kind of full-fledged. I haven't really paid attention to NXT, but, um, like, that was a nice, like, welcoming, welcome back. Like, oh, this guy's really fun to listen to. Okay, without further, further ado, let's bring Cameron to the show. Cameron! Hi, guys. What happened on TV this week? Hey, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Um... Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and, you know, the fun thing about stuff like this is, um, you know, it's probably my fault you didn't get to see the presser live because I kept trying to log into the damn Stars app and figured out what I was doing wrong the next day. But uh, me and Rose sat there and watched it, like, restarted wow. the, uh, the YouTube stream. Uh-huh. And so we're just watching Punk just, oh, it's a hard watch. <laughs> Especially it's a hard watch when, like, you know the people asking questions at the presser. Mm. And so you're imagining their faces as this is happening and if they're adjusting questions or not. And it's just, yeah, that was a lot. Yeah. That was a lot. uh, uh, The the biggest happening in in press right now. It's... uh, you know, CM Punk and all-out pay-per-view scrum. Not the pay-per-view, which was, yeah. I don't fine. know what, no, it's a presser. It's a press conference. It wasn't yeah. no fucking scrum. Um, nobody was. Oh, right. Am I, wait, when, am I, uh. It's not your yeah, fault. I'm kind of just buying just into what's so been just that said 800 fucking times. Uh, I'm so sick of that word. And it's not like, again, you if you sit everybody in a room and the. Right. The scrums don't go hour and question, 40 minutes. Literally sitting at a table, and they come out, you know, at assigned times and take a certain amount of questions. Not a scrum. It's a press You're conference. Right. You're absolutely right. Um, and yeah, it just this is just the the English major in me just being upset at the world for beating a word to death. Um, that's not even apt. It's one thing to overdo yeah, that's a word, not even but what it is. it's not really. It's yeah. a it's a weird way to make the people who are in the room feel like they're getting access that they wouldn't if they weren't in a certain position where it's like, no, this is like almost required of you. Like, what are we doing? The only difference between a scrum and a press conference is one, you got time and the other, Hey guys, we got to do this. We got to wrap this thing up in 12 minutes. So get your questions in and we're out and everybody stands around and it's all, you know, crowded. Not as you described, the guy at the table hanging out with a no, muffin. And Jay Ray said it's not the world beating it. No, it's the world beating it to death because I'm talking about every Twitter personality, every Twitter account, every person who has <clears throat> an audio show or a podcast. 
I'm talking mm-hmm. about them, not AEW. I'm talking about like there's nothing wrong with correcting somebody who put you in position. Yeah, That's fine. Yeah, no. Yeah. Please um, tell me I'm wrong because I don't go yeah. around and keep being wrong. And not Travis, just just people no, I don't like. Me. Um, I did. <laughs> but no. Um. So to, to circle back around, um, after a a very good all out pay per view, um, we should say that first. Um, CM Punk does a presser and he's fine. immediately just frustrated and upset and just visually disturbed and. The first thing he does is ask uh, ask Wade's man, whose name escapes me, um, you know, when's the last time he, like, did a musical or something like that? Basically alluding to the fact that, you know, he and Colt Cabana were friends. And Punk immediately starts to lash out um, about, you know, Colt Cabana and their, their money situation, which in turn <clears throat> is related to... Colt Cabana being championed backstage by the elite who are, in CM Punk's words, you know, talking bad about him behind his back and, and making bad business and doesn't like them. He doesn't think they're capable of running a company. Um, he thinks that Adam Page went into business for himself, and he's just ultimately sick of them as as people in charge and as coworkers and as people he shares a locker room with. And just, yeah, just went out of his way to kind of ignore the main event just ha- that just happened and just talked about his disdain for them and the way they do business. Nick Hausman is the name. Thank you, Slow Hands Um And yeah, and Tony Khan was visually taken aback and distraught, and like people were getting on him for agreeing, and it's like, well, what else was he going to do? Like, agreeing to what? Kind of, like, just going along with what Punt was saying and nodding and smiling as oh, it's yeah, going, he was, not really he was telling him to stop. And it's kind of like, well, he's also caught up in the moment. He's not combat sports guy. He's not confrontation guy. And, you know, like, that's that's a tough spot for anybody to be in, you know. Um, yeah, I. It's one thing when the when the owner guy guy that's in Tony's position is there when Punk signs his first maybe Punk's first main event with the first pay per view with the company, but I I don't know. It just seems like that should be separate. Who I just think you know of like. KD or Curry or somebody sitting there doing like sometimes maybe Steve Kerr, you know, the coaches is, is there, but not like all the time sitting literally in elbow range of of you and he's not in the long especially when you win the championship. And even then the coach is not right next to you, nine out of ten right. times. Agree. So it's, it's that part and that's a continue that's when they have these things. I mean Tony's always front and center. And and and, and mm-hmm. that's not the issue. It's him being front and center with the talent and like buddy buddy and I think that's gonna have to stop. And I don't mean the aesthetic of, of the press conference. I mean the buddy buddy yeah. nature yeah. Uh, that he that he fosters, that he that so he let's, wants. Let's tell the whole a, story. He's a well fan. at least let's tell the story up to right now before first. we dive into what should be adjusted. So um, so, so this happens, you know, Punk leaves. Um, now, this part that we're going to talk about is not 100% confirmed, but it is, is the working idea of the situation, okay? Mm-hmm. So Punk goes back to his locker room. It's him, Ace Steel, and Ace Steel's wife. Um, and Larry. Don't forget about the dog. And the dog, Larry. Um, so apparently the door is closed and locked. The Elite... Um, in some form of Matt Jackson, Nick Jackson, Kenny Omega, 
Michael Nakazawa, Brandon, uh, is it Coulter? Don't, don't ask me. I don't know those fucking Okay, yeah, that man. Um, and Christopher Daniels and one other person. <clears throat> like, seven is the number, so whatever. The Elite are three. Uh, Cutler, sorry. Cutler and Nakazawa would make five. Uh, Christopher Daniels would make six, and there's one more person. Okay. Um, Pat Buck. Pet Buck, there we go. And so, you know, they're banging on the door, banging on the door. Apparently they bust up in the room. Um, gets to be a confrontation. It's believed that Matt Jackson takes the first swing. Um, I don't know if anybody else expected him to swing, but they said, fuck it, let's go. Uh, Kenny Omega gets bit by a steel. The hair um, pulled. Punk. Through a chair, Nick Jackson knocked Nick Jackson out. Um, okay, yeah, have these so things changed, <clears throat> or is it the the nature of these types of uh, stories and things that just don't? There's no Nobody footage or just, anything. I don't think anybody come out and disagree with what we've said. Like okay, so as, this is the these are the differences okay, that so I've heard that, that it was through the first punch that it was okay, punched so that threw the punch, and, okay, yeah, and punch. it was a steel yeah. that threw the chair. Yeah, uh, so those were flipped. There you go. Or not flipped, but you know, whatever. Thank you for the correction. Yeah, because and because punk throwing the first punch is, is what leads to what we're going to get to. So yeah, no, J Ray, I've been corrected. It was not Matt Jackson who threw the first punch. Uh, from from what we've heard, CM Punk yeah. threw the first punch. So let's let's reestablish that and then Ace through the chair. Yes, yes. Thank you guys. Um, okay. You oh, never okay. know because these things. It, it, for sure, you know, for sure. Nature but it does, from, from what we've heard, what the ramifications were, um, it does lead to that. So I think it was Sports Illustrated that first reported, uh, followed by Fight for it. Basically, everybody on the elite side has been or will be suspended. It's believed that as of right now, the sentiment is that without a strong apology from Punk and Ace Steel to the locker room, they are expected to be fired. Uh, more so, uh, Ace Steel, who is absolutely more expendable than a CM Punk. But, you know, there's a lot of money invested in CM Punk, and it's believed that if he can, you know, put on a, a sincere apology and try to mend this thing, that he would just be suspended and not fired. Now, what I think is interesting is, like, don't you love the the take back from the punishment or the forgiveness being the thing you know the person is not capable of? What the, the what you're saying like punk well, like having when your mom to apologize says, or something? Yeah, when your mom says, "Okay, I won't ground you as long as you make sure that from now on you're home before 11." And you know your ass ain't going to be home before 11. Okay, yeah, I get you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's so like, okay, if he even does apologize, is it going to be genuine? Even if it's genuine, is it accepted just be- because how things are, because of his personality, because people don't Yeah, so I him. don't think, like, that's the other thing. Like, I think a lot of people who don't have power are upset at someone who does, and I don't think that that necessarily, like, I don't think they're going to take a vote in the locker room. 
if the apology was considered sincere and if we're going to honor that. <laughs> you know I mean, what I'm there's got to be like, some kind of consensus. Riley Cooper finished the season, Trav. <clears throat> no, yeah, he did. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, it's, it's at the discretion of the person in charge nine out of ten times. Um, I have not asked anybody I know over there how they feel because I'm not really concerned with how they feel. I think Amada makes a great point in the chat. It's very tiring. People fight. Men have to move past it, especially with money, like with the money. But like while I hear that, while that makes perfect sense, like exactly, slow hands in. Like it's deeper than it's deeper than the fight because the fight stems from you questioning everything that we stand for and everything that we've built. Like an indictment on the elite is an indictment on Tony Khan. Right. Well, that's and that's if that's the case, that's just the case. Uh, yeah. uh, Chris. Uh, Chris in the chat says Punk's ego is way too big to apologize for real. And I don't think it's his ego to, that would keep him from apologizing. I think it's his, the idea that he thinks he's right. What? I mean, I mean uh, like, like, okay, okay I, punch, like, I threw a punch. Like, okay, I, I shouldn't have done that. But yeah. like the whole, like blowing up and making it a, making it issue. I mean, maybe, maybe that's ego. But you, you, when right, you just, but you're 43. Like you gotta, you yeah, but somebody's demanding like, that two plus two equals five. I'm not just because I'm 42. I'm not just going to be like, you know what? Yeah, I might, for the sake of my fucking sanity and standing there arguing with a person or on the internet arguing, like, I'm walking away from this. But, you know, I mean, it was a little too simplistic, but. Uh, I agree. I agree with I agree with Henry Casey. Like, it did make it seem like Punk was in charge and TK was just that dude. Like, Think about, like, LeBron's issues with Cleveland ownership and mm-hmm. even Miami ownership. Think about Jimmy Jones and Jerry Jones and Barry Switzer and Jerry Jones. Like, these things, like, passive aggression is the way to go about this, you know? That's how it works, like, when, when that much money's on the line. Like, I, uh, what's my man's name? Uh, J.S. Snowden wrote a very like damning piece on punk. And, and while I'm somebody, admittedly, I like punk between the hours of 7 and 9 p.m. on Wednesdays and 9 to 10 on Fridays and 7 to 11 on Sundays. Like mm-hmm. the guy a lot. Don't really care for him a whole lot outside of that, right? Mm-hmm. But like, there's some very interesting points about CM Punk seems to be this champion for truth and justice every time that it really seems to suit CM Punk. Like, he does not seem to have the same reaction and vitriol and stand on my soapbox when it's problems with other people who don't have the ability to speak up for themselves. Like, that voice of the voiceless stuff, I don't know if that ever really rang true like who was in a better position than they well, were rang been. true in, in the moment in fucking kayfabe wwe well, sure land. but i mean like literally even on camera who who was it better for outside of cm punk well, like who the fuck should it be better for outside of i mean any of the people who ain't talking trav like Pick a, pick a name on the roster. Nobody else rose up because of that. 
and I'm not saying that that's echoing everything that the man feels in real life. What I'm saying is, even after that, every time he gets on a microphone and screams the ills of the world, I don't mm-hmm. know who else has ever risen because of that. The ills of the world always seem to directly tie to what's going on with him. Okay. And so, like, I'm just like, I don't mind a wrestler being selfish. I just don't like people pretending what he does is about something bigger than him. Because I've never seen well, him yeah, be about anything bigger than him. Yeah, he's a fucking wrestler. I mean, he has some... Yeah. yeah and, and like, yours. I think Jay, Jay not, Ray, I, I'm not saying that you are lying about it, Travis. I hope I'm not... I'm not making that point. Or that we oh, have yeah, no, different no, no, ideas of who he is yeah. and what he does. It's yeah, I've never like, even been... This, like, punks are... Yeah. As a wrestler, over the course, you know, I really got introduced to him when he showed up in WWE. You know, knew him in ROH, but didn't really see him. Um, I didn't go out of my way to watch him because he was in ROH. He was more of a Samoa Joe guy in that feud. Um, he was He's fine. Like, as a wrestler, like, he's okay. He's not my favorite, yeah. but he does represent a... a, a, a part of the wrestling culture or at least again in like 2010 2013 uh part of the wrestling culture that was being neglected and he had but beyond that and like jay ray said a lot of the reason you liked him was because he was an unapologetic unapologetic asshole yeah Um, and when you're an unapologetic asshole and you're also right like you're on the right side of history or on the you're just correct about a thing that also helps and it makes people not fucking like you. <laughs> just, and I don't think that's been uh, uh, up for debate. I don't think, you know, he's, <laughs> I think he's very aware of, of, of his polarizing personality right. and, and plays it up. And I would say this was part of it, but I don't think this was, this was, yeah, gimmick. I think this was even like if, gimmick or trying to sell yeah. tickets. If anything, it was the opposite. Even with him being who he is, I bet if he could do it again, he'd pull back. Like, and I don't even mean, like, he would pull back now that he might be at risk of not having a job. I think if adrenaline's not going, five minutes after he says what he says, if he could have looked back at it, he'd be like, you know, that was probably a little heavy. Sure. You know? No, and Amada, I'm not saying, like, he shouldn't say fuck them. I'm not saying that. I mean, he was on the on that shit before any of that happened. That, that's my point. Like, he wasn't, you know, unicorns and rainbows before that thing happened to him. What happened to him was bad. The, the infection stuff was bad. But he's not all of a sudden, like, a nice guy who's always good to his friends and makes sure they're taken care of and wants the world to be better because of that thing happened. He was who he was before that. He was who he was <laughs> after that. You know what I'm saying? Like, that, that's not different. I'm, not, I'm certainly not saying WWE is not a bunch of liars. Like, we, right. we've established the things that they are, yeah, like what they're about. Now, to bring it up to today, when people were like, well, no, I don't, people were like, I'm, I'm surprised in him, and I couldn't believe he would do such a thing. Why? Yeah. Why? This was a very <laughs> on-brand punk thing. It's the most. The most clear, this is exactly who I am, and you've known, and if something was going wrong, this is how I would react. 
it, it is as clear as day. And I almost feel bad for those people. But, like, again, this is why just because somebody's under a different umbrella don't mean they different. Like, you working for a different company ain't going to make you show up on time. You working for a different company, you're not going to be nicer to your coworkers. Like, you are who you are, even if the environment changes. You can get a little better. You can get a little worse. But you, you typically are who you are, especially at the ripe age of 43. Ain't ultimately, a whole lot of different soul searching. Ultimately, you know, the, the suspensions and the fines and the firings even are going to happen. But ultimately, this entire situation, however many months into it, it is and has been – this is all on Tony Khan. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're gonna. Is, and I tell you what. Yeah. Let's not even avoid Tony. Not for all on Tony Khan. Yeah. No. 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 I'm not saying it's wrong. <laughs> no. 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 I'm just, just thinking about what how I. Let's phrase, talk phrase about it. the the other side of this. Let's talk about the elite. Um. Oh. So like, I'm not saying they're like okay. We talk about punk and how like people are stunned and surprised that punk has behaved in a certain way. I feel like the elite are just kind of eliting doing what yeah. they've done since fucking PWG. Yeah. So let's talk about that. Like whatever we think about like CM Punk, mm-hmm. he's a pretty serious dude. You know what I mean? Like, he takes himself very seriously. Um, even if the way he does business isn't always to raise all ships, he's very serious about his business. Mm-hmm. And so, like, even him maybe not being a fan of the structure and politics of WWE, I can see him absolutely hating the way that the elite go about their business. Like, I really right. can't see him absolutely hating it. Um, They, and guys, I want to, I can very much only go off of the last three years. Okay? So, if you're in the chat, like, I, I'm always good with being corrected. I'm always good with being schooled, right? But, I remember, like, the early, it might have been, like, the all-in press conference with Matt and Nick just being, like, cagey and dismissive and really arrogant with the way that they talk to people, like, mm-hmm. that, that were in the press at the time. Um, they are about their business but do not seem to take themselves super seriously. Um, you know, things are silly to them at points and looking at how they've been booked um, looking at how they've had things booked around them um, seeing as how you know a lot of I think I think in a good way um, a lot of TV and championships and long term stories have evolved around them okay like that. that's and I think that's what it should be but I can also see a guy like CM Punk saying, I don't think what you're presenting is as good as you think it does and immediately be turned off like that. 
You know, like somebody called him old school earlier, and I don't think punk is old school in the way of who called him like, somebody nineteen. Well, actually, no, it wasn't in the chat. Sorry, it was somebody tweeting me just about him, and he's old school in the way that he handles business, not in front of everybody. Okay, cool, but I think that punk is old school in the way of the way I feel about you is the way I feel about you. I've, I've decided what I think about you, and I'm going to everything I do is going to be based off that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I don't think for, he changed for better his or opinions worse. on people a whole lot. Yeah, for better or for worse. Yeah, like. I think Moxley's done amazing work in the last um, in the last couple of years. Not even rehabbing himself, but establishing he's something different than the zany Dean Ambrose. And that doesn't seem to have like changed CM Punk's opinion on him a whole lot. You know, um, there Henry. There are only two grizzled young vets, and one of them has a white eye right now. Um, <laughs> but yeah, absolutely, it makes sense that TV is affected more heavily by the elite but imagine you not liking somebody and everything being about them all the time (laughs) like yeah that's gonna rub you the wrong way and the the idea and i don't know this but the idea that punk thinks that they are a group of guys who are running around behind everybody's back talking and sneak dissing um, that is very believable like it's hard very (laughs) believable with the personalities that they present Oh, um, um, well, with that and also history and things that, you know, are verifiable and just, yeah. you know, they've got a, they've been, they've been around and bigger, bigger than, you know, big stars at various levels yeah. for a long time, over yeah. a decade and been all over the place and made lots of friends and certainly uh, lots of enemies. And things get said, things get, you know, po- yeah. podcasts and footage and shit like that exists. And mm. it's just never, I've never held it against them and why I didn't like their on-air gimmick and matches and stuff like that. They're, they're okay. They're fine. They certainly yeah. pull off a lot of amazing stuff. It's just not my, you know, my flavor of things. Style. Just like you yeah. style, yeah. Um, but, and I, but I've never... It's not because I thought they were fucking catty little fucking high school kids that I heard about from, you know, way back and just threw out. Now that it's like a super big story, <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, fucking Bucks and them specifically. I don't uh, yeah, I don't know a ton about Kenny Omega besides, you know, he liked to wrestle nine-year-old girls and blow dolls and that kind of weird shit in Japan. Yeah, play, uh, play Street Fighter, you know, wear, wear funny outfits. You know, he's, he's that dude, right? But the bucks you would always hear, like, as far as, like, you know, the scuttlebutt and gossipy yeah. bullshit that you don't and necessarily so want to be hearing. When, when people with those type of personalities are all of a sudden put in charge to where, like, they – basically, there's only one person – above them that can say what they can and can't do and they kind of have like like look i know people over there who really like them Mm -hmm. who don't have the same personality they do but you know the bucks are supportive of them and are good to them and that's that's any friendship or any relationship with a manager like again i hope what we're stressing is ain't no right and wrong in a disagreement of personality you know what i'm saying like just what it is. 
So, yeah, it's because that's, and especially in a situation where 90% of that roster never main evented a pay-per-view or even a TV before Mm -hmm. they got there three years ago. 90% of the roster, right? So, like, if you're not a Daniel Bryan, if you're not a Chris Jericho, if you're not a John Moxley, like, you are, you're looking up to the Bucks. In, in a way, like, even if they're not, like, your cup of tea, there's people who got it out the mud like you did and are, and are making it. And so, you know, that, that, that means a lot to you, you know? Um, and that, that it's also that, like, even when you look at it on air, even though a lot of TV centered around them, I think they got a lot of uh, credibility by not making themselves the first tag team champs. I think, regardless of their relationship with an FTR, I think yeah. letting FTR. It was a bit of a backlash. People were like, see, a year or so into it, yeah. like, ah, the Bucks didn't make a good decision. I know they wanted to keep themselves off TV or, or out of the main title mix, da, 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 da. but, you know, look where things are, and they should have been. Yeah, there, there was some of that. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see exactly what Tony Khan says tonight. Tony Khan said he's speaking on it tonight. And so, um, well, I, here's, I tell you here, what, here's, people say this all the time. When I watch them, watch them wrestle. And I've watched them wrestle on TV a whole lot. Nick Jackson being better than Matt Jackson, I don't see it. And I think that it's because if the Young Bucks have a certain style that they're classified by, I think Nick more encapsulates that style. And I think that's why people who are real fans of them put Nick so much higher above Matt. I'd be like, Matt be wrestling. <laughs> so I like Matt better. But, but okay, I, I hear you. But, but I, I'm acknowledging the difference in how we feel, not quite Cuban. So, so I dig it. I dig it. Um, well, so, well, listen to this. There, here's an idea for, for Tony Khan or for tonight's Open. Uh, uh, at un. Paul Fessional uh, tweeted, AEW should have a cold open tonight where Mox wakes up in a cold sweat next to Renee and says, whoa, that was a crazy dream. And then, and when he pulls the sheets down, he's holding the world title. And then Renee congratulates him on retaining the title. Not Dallas. <laughs> Not Dallas. That's hilarious. No. Um, yeah. 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 And I've seen like things like that going around about just scrap it. Um, Trav, uh, real quick, let's – Tony Khan. Um, my thing is that he can't be the fun boss no more. The fun boss days are dead. They died on Sunday. Yep. Like, you can still be Suge Knight all in the videos. Like, puff. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You can do that. But, nah, it's fun, fun boss time is dead because nobody's lasted as a fun boss. It's just not the nature of the beast. And you're a fun boss dealing with a bunch of men bigger than you um, with egos bigger than yours. Um, yeah. like, like and the only thing you can – every, every time, like when he talks about WWE or – no, no, no. He was talking about somebody recently because it couldn't have been WWE, but he was like, eh, we've got a lot more money than them. So, like, it doesn't matter. Like, we'll be able to outlast them. I don't – yeah. Remember what the context was. That's his callback. A lot of decent amount of times is, you know, I've got a billion dollars, and 
Whenever that, niggas start talking about that, how much money he got, you know he lost. The yeah, argument. it's it's like that's uh, that's the only thing you have over these guys. And I don't even mean you need to be domineering personality, but mm-hmm. you are. Yeah, fun. Like you said, fun, it just comes down to fun. Boss days are over. You can't be everybody's homie. You can't can't be anybody's fucking homie. I mean, yeah. for real, for real. And you need. And he started to do it, so I don't want to take all credit from him, but you need a few more people in the office, Jack. They should not be able to come directly to you with their problems and with their ideas. Like, there needs to be somebody between y'all. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so the, way, the fact that this whole, whole thing got as out of control as it, as it got is ridiculous. Like, the fact – I see Tony nodding along, and he's like, the fuck are you nodding for? Why didn't you yeah. – you, this ain't news to you, Tony, clearly. Yeah. So why did you let it get to this point? Why didn't you force these guys to say, and when you're the fucking homie, you can't do... The last thing I want to do is to have to get between, you know, mediate with friends mm. and, and, and get two people or two sets of people in my friend groups or various friend groups and get them to fucking uh, chill mm. or get along or fucking come back together. That sucks. But if I wasn't their friends, if I was some just outside mediator, you'd be like, hey, you, what happened? Yeah, well, you stop being an asshole, and you just tell it like it is. But he can't mm-hmm. do that because he wants to be everybody's friend. And, and and it really just all stems or comes down to fun boss days uh, are over. And look, you got – and let's not, let's not act like CM Punk and the elite are the only ones who – are showing signs that things need to change. You got Tony Storm winning an interim title and then turning her nose up at the idea that Thunder Rose is injured. Like, so that's undermining what's going on. Right. Um, you got MJF making his long-awaited return and nobody talking about it because CM mm-hmm. Punk hijacked the presser. Right. Right? So, so it's not just, like, it's deeper than just these two group of guys don't get along. Like, it's making it. And, yo, Britt Baker, you know, been talking about the sandbag. Like, you got to yeah. get the ship right. Yeah. Because yeah, this, making... isn't, this isn't – this part of it isn't new. Uh, I, I think I've been personally on this show saying for months now uh, this kind of stuff has to change. And uh, you just can't have people out there just talking crazy and not having any kind of repercussions. Like, yeah, yeah. Like real shit drives business, but they don't even know how to harness the the stuff when it happens. And I and I don't want a deluge of fucking real fucking problems that I gotta then try to turn into TV money. Anyway, exactly. Uh, so let's um let's yeah. let's talk more about Max next week. Hopefully, we get a promo tonight and we can really get into where they're going, where he's been, and what they want to do. Um. We'll let Tony. And now is he going to be like? Is he going to have to get his shots in? Like, you know, yeah. I came back Again, and you motherfuckers no aren't reason, even. Saying, oh, here we go. It's it's messy for no reason. Um, domino effect. Uh, you know, I'm trying to get that story though, right? Like, I'm trying to wait to the right time. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to get this story right. <laughs> like, I, I'll tell you. Th- I think I told you some stuff. Mm-hmm. On Sunday, um, yeah. But yeah, we'll we'll see. Anyway, um, and that one, 
that one, I think after I thought about it, I was like, man, that's such, that's such a good idea because it's a big star, yeah. ne- recognizable name that ain't doing shit, or at least in, from our point of view, ain't doing yeah. shit in mainstream wrestling. And it would be like, oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Let me see what this guy Yeah. So shout out to Rick. Um, all I got to say is shout out to Rick. Uh, I have nothing else to say. Shout out to Rick. He's my guy. Um, <coughs> Clash at the Castle happened, Travis. It did. Um, now, were we – you weren't here, were you? No, I was watching football. No, no. We were. We only did all Yeah, football. we were um, – Solo Sokoa, baby. Um, no Bloodline. No Paul Heyman. Drew and Roman have a fantastic – I really like that match. I thought they were really good. A lot of good near falls, a lot of power moves, two big, strong guys going at it. You had Theory come out, uh, couldn't cash in because your man, Tyson Fury, put him in the dirt. Uh, Which is like. Which I just. I I know it's all fun and ha-has, but. Didn't need it. Not only did you not need it, you don't don't fucking play those kinds of games mm -hmm. with. I don't care who he is. He was a fan in that instance. And a fan yeah. punched out one of your fucking talents and then got in the ring and fucking had a 10-minute segment. Like, I get it. It's yeah, obviously that, all show, fucking That's everybody up. Didn't show. blame Roman for, like, all is fair in, in the match except the one guy who was doing something legal. <laughs> like, yeah, Austin Theory was doing was perfectly legal, well within the rules. Uh, right. And somebody not involved at all uh, had had issues. But anyway, well, well it's um, obviously involved. You just make it. It's one of those things that just oh, it's a show. It just reminds you. Well, that yeah, it's but a I show. mean, like, just slaps you not, in the when face. I mean, not that, involved. Like it wasn't like him and Theory had a beef. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, so just disjointed. Like what the fuck? Yeah. Why would Tyson so, Fury doing? You don't you don't dap up Roman at the end of the match for shenanigans. But whatever. Um, and then afterwards, there's that long, you know, Drew didn't win, but I think I never thought Drew was going to win, but like, it was good. It made him feel like a big deal and okay. Yeah. Somebody might ask about that, but the rest of the show, Seamus and Gunther smoked it, smoked it, smoked it. So good. Um, big physical, hard hitting. You had two heels in a match that ended with the longer-tenured heel getting the biggest ovation of his career in a loss. Loved it. Like, yeah, it was great. Had uh, my yeah. man Vinci come back, reuniting Imperium. Uh, great, great, like, a small pop, but a great we're writing the ship moment. Who right? came back? Uh, Eichner. Oh, 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 Fabian. Uh, yeah, whatever they call him. Yeah. Um, women's six woman six woman match was really good. I thought that like the end of it could have been better, but they all hit Bianca with their finisher to win. I think that's yeah. fine. Uh, led to some some good stuff with Bailey come Monday. Oh yeah. Um, what else was really good on that car? Like the car was good. I enjoyed that. I thought that Liv Morgan Shayna Baszler was good, even though like. Liv being that resourceful that fast, I think there's a way that it needs to be reacted to that's a bit stronger than, oh, she was gutsy and she gutted it out. Like, 
tell that story of her not supposed to be able to win that and, and winning it in that way. Um, so I thought the commentary could have been a bit stronger on that. I also I thought, thought this, like, I think this whole, that whole feud has just been su- such a bad idea. It didn't, have a, it didn't have a shot at being great. It didn't it have had, a shot and at it had, And it had all the shots. It was a 100% chance that uh, Shayna Baszler was going to come out on out of the other side looking like a fucking chump. And she does, yeah. no matter what. She couldn't beat Liv Morgan after beating on her arm for three, four weeks. And she st- yeah, what a joke. Yeah. But, you know, so, whatever. And, of course, Seth Rollins is just solidifying. And shout out to Riddle, too. I want to make sure Riddle absolutely held up his end. But oh, Seth yeah. Rollins is just establishing himself as a generational wrestler. What do you think of I the finish? Hate- Not the actual finish, the sequence yeah. or anything, but... Seth winning clean, not only clean, yeah. but like emphatic. And how can this not be the end of the feud? I mean, because because I hate that man. Like it's not. I don't respect you for beating me, and I want to move on. I hate you. <laughs> like what do you say? At some point, crazy. you just gotta be like, no, just like, crazy about that matchmaker. man. Five days before. <laughs> um, yeah. Shout out to the ring gear. Shout out to the uh, uh, Elton John ring gear. But no, Seth is just like. I hate that the tribalism exists to the level of if you don't do all the moves that Will Ospreay does, you're not as good as Will Ospreay. Like, I hate that people feel like they really, actually, in real life, have to choose sides between the two of them. I hate that. Because, like, I get my jokes off, but I've I've said over the last, like, month, two months, like, oh, Ospreay's really, really good. Like, I see what he's doing, and this is really good. Seth Rollins has... Seth Rollins is producing an, an emotional reaction that very few people ever have. Like, right. certainly in the modern, you know, in, in the modern, modern times, who produces that reaction? I'd say yeah. Kenny Omega. Um, yeah. I, I would, is that I would a, say that are they emotionally invested or are they like cultishly invested? Like they just that's not. Kenny, it's not my tribe because I'm still new to it, but when you look yeah. at the time that he was gone, people clamored for him because they love him. They love him. Okay, okay. Um, okay. I'd say him. I would say I think Moxley has that. I think Daniel Bryan has that. Um, of course, Roman Reigns has that. But there are so few people that just have you locked in like that. Um, I play a part in that tribalism. So what? How about that, Darrell? So what? Um, but <laughs> I'm, I'm like very open, like it's jokes. Like I'm going to watch you and appreciate what you do. I'm not going to tune you out cause you work somewhere else. Uh, but yeah, Seth, I'm going to pretend that says tribalism. Huh? I'm going to pretend oh, that says tribalism. I absolutely have a part in that. There. Uh, <laughs> but no, um, I don't be paying no attention to Ralph. Anyway. Um, yeah, I, I think that just Seth's command of the room, so few people have that, and he is absolutely smoking this. Um, he's just on this, on this generational run over the last, I'd say two years, that is just so good. And Seth has reached, um, he's reached don't need a belt level. If he never had another world title, it wouldn't matter. I think it matters to him. It absolutely matters to his character, but that is in no way going to affect his uh, his legacy. Like I remember when Jericho got there uh, in WWE, probably like that uh, 
you know, troglodyte era Jericho never needed another world title. You were set. Um, you know, Shawn Michaels, after that last one, you know, <laughs> Wait a minute. So I'm like, what? When was he a troglodyte? <laughs> Yeah, oh, wait, no. was he I'm saying, he what was he was yeah. gelatinous. Uh, yeah, that Jericho yeah, was. Yeah, he was yeah, wild. Um, but yeah, man, Seth is just there. I got my top five of the year is still Seth, Dax, Bianca, Roman. Uh, fuck, who was my last one? Oh, Moxley. Yeah, Seth, Dax, Bianca, Roman, Moxley. Right now, I got Seth at one, Dax at two. They, they switched up over the weekend. Yeah, man. Um, but, yeah, just to say a really, really good pay-per-view headlined by, like, again, that, that Seth Riddle match is just perfect. It's absolutely yeah, perfect. Yeah, it, it, was, it was really well done. And yeah. I, I did not know. I wasn't sure Seth was going to win. I kind of thought Riddle had a bit of a chance because, it's tough to it's tough to get called a bitch ass and you know you've been called out about your family on TV and then but you know Riddle's you know dealing with his own shit and uh, it is still Seth Rollins so it's probably the right the right move but and, and the fact that it was mm-hmm. up in the, so up in the air like oh this is really uh, yeah one of those kind of matches that you know. I, I think Roman and 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 Drew got to that point somehow sometime during the match where I was like, man, I think they might Drew might fucking take this. And then yeah. when Solo came out, it was like, you know, yeah. quiet fist bump. Like, so yeah, you know, is this how they this. get Sammy away from the bloodline after a few weeks? Like, there ain't enough room for everybody. Or is this is Solo even though he's with them now? Is he the one that convinces Jay that he's cut out for more? Like, Roman's your cousin, but Jay's your big brother. I think that's eventual, but that and doesn't affect Sammy because I think the Sammy stuff is going to come first. I think it's more... I, I, don't, I don't think they're going to do the typical WWE event stuff, right, where yeah. they would have Sammy get thrown out of the group Instead of an emotional weeks long, you know, whatever weeks long saga of Owens on one shoulder and Roman on the other, obviously he's being used and abused by the one. And here comes this new guy who's getting all the fucking attention with his blonde hair and his family line and all that shit. But mm. he still want to hang in there because that's my dog, and you know, and, and you know the whole. Tell that story instead of Sammy's a fool and, 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 and keeps on keeping on trying to be in the group. And then they go, nah, we got our new guy. You're done. And then they beat him up or throw him out. <clears throat> but have him leave on his own after seeing, you know, holy shit, this guy's my friend and he wouldn't steer me wrong. These guys are clearly using me. And uh, I'm getting beat up more for somebody else <laughs> instead of, you know. Yeah. That's. I like not quite. Oh, that's the that War Games. Um, so like the Bloodline. Oh, is that the, the next time Roman wrestles? Uh, maybe he's gonna take his time. But yeah, you know, that's a hell of a, a matchup. But Nathan Fraser, who's good, who's really good, um, I still think is is 
hasn't been introduced to the main roster. I don't know if there's enough time. The the real money is in Seth and Riddle having to come to a, a truce and Riddle being the fourth guy on that team. Already a bigger name. Can they coexist? Does Riddle do the right thing in the moment? Does Seth do the right thing in the moment? Um, now, getting there is difficult. But um, So, yeah, I'll admit this, though, Trav. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch Worlds Collide until yesterday. Okay. Um, tight show, five matches. Ricochet and Ricochet and that damn Carmelo Hayes, a.k.a. the Heart Beige Kid. That boy is good. Mm-hmm. That boy is good, and you got Ricochet being able to do all the Ricochet stuff with somebody who can go with him. Man, that was good. So good. Um, and that feud's still going because they were back at it uh, last night. So that's going to probably continue. I think Ricochet will be probably dealing with NXT for a minute. Um, I thought the Mandy Rose win was good. Uh, I thought the tag title match was good. Uh, Julius Creed going to be a star whenever they uh, – Whenever they pull that card, um, the men or the women's tag team match uh, was just fine. Uh, Braun Breaker, Tyler Bate, as good as you thought it was going to be. Like, yeah, that was a that was a good show. Good show. Five matches tight. Um, I was surprised at Mandy's win, but that's really and I was surprised at Pretty Deadly won, even though I think Pretty Deadly is a great team to chase. Um, so yeah, I thought it was a good show. Did you get to Were watch any the- of it? I only saw highlights. Okay. Um, were they the only? Uh, they're the U- they're the ones with the with the. With it was the, them. How did they have shirts with the like it quarter was them, shirts? Dallas, uh, Briggs and Jensen, and uh, and Diamond Mine. Briggs and Jensen eliminated first. Gallus second. Diamond Mine third. So, but those the pretty guys, pretty lethal, pretty. They're the. Uh, they were UK. Wrestlers, right? They were UK, yeah. They were two so UK the, teams originally. Um, yeah. So were they the only UK folks that in, the, in this vacation no, show? No, 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 not Dallas in the match, but that, to win, but, to win the titles, to win their respective. Oh, actually, you know, win on that card. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, because do drop right. Nikki ASH lost. But they wouldn't have counted. They would have counted as right. But shit, I'd have counted everybody was um. Yeah, everybody who was on that card was also there on Tuesday. So they're all part of that roster now. Okay. Like yeah, Sakamura that's going to be an interesting with, show. Uh, Roxanne Perez, um, Tyler Bate, and uh, and Braun Breaker took on Gallus with J.D. McDonough uh, attacking Bate at the end. Um yeah, everybody that was on that card was on that show. That's going to be an interesting, you know, set of uh, TV going forward for the next month or so. Reintroducing or introducing, in a lot of cases, these mm. these folks from from UK to the uh, NXT audience to the American audience. Um, unfortunately, well, for me, none of them like stand out. Like I like a pretty deadly. They're funny they wear those they're the ones with those weird shirts and <laughs> you know like they're okay gallus is all right but nobody from the uk is like oh shit they're here uh you know what mm-hmm. T- tyler Bate, i guess fits that for me so uh 
So that'll be interesting to watch him and see how they reintroduce him to the American audience and all of them. Mm-hmm. That's something that I'm probably won't watch week to week, but I listen and keep up with how they're being uh, reintroduced and how they're acclimating to, you know, NXT proper. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, so uh, anything else? I mean, there's obviously the two big, really big uh, stories, but or one big story, the branching stories. Uh, you know, Clash of the Castle, Worlds Collide. Do you put stock into it. Tony? You, are you, do you understand Tony Khan being upset that the that those two shows were put on the week, Labor Day weekend to counter-program all out, or, or is it just, uh, that's just, that's just how it yeah, is. Yeah, but it's the game. I understand, but it's the game. Yeah, yeah. Braun's back. Um, we kind of, you know, that rumor was out there, and Braun came back. Yo, yo, Went crazy. Thank you all for the tag teams. Thank you for reminding me of the most Vince McMahon thing Triple H has done since he's taken over. What the fuck was that? Well, what in the absolute fuck was that? You got your four ostensibly. I mean, not even. That was the idea was to crown a number one contender or whatever. So you got your four top contenders and they all uh, – teams, and they all get beat up by one fucking guy. What a Mm -hmm. bunch of bullshit. Come on. Fuck Braun Strowman, but fuck that booking. What a terrible way to bring him back. Maybe good for him and that stupid fucking mindless – uh, uh, no, what Punk say? Stupid. Damn it! What did he call Page? Dead-eyed, brainless fuck or whatever. These fucking Missourians or wherever the hell they were, Kansas City. Pop. That was, damn it! I was. I just wanted Braun Strowman not to to to, to get a tap. Oh, oh, hey, he's back. But he did get a really big reaction, and I was kind of like sitting there salty, like they're gonna fucking push him again. He's gonna be all over fucking TV. Slamming mm-hmm. people around and just, ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Really true, was bad. Watch you beat Bobby Lashley for the U.S. title in two weeks. I mean, I, hell, I want to see. I want to see him and, Gun- and Gunther and Gunther run through his ass. That's what I want. Yo, to see. he's going to going I'm to he- down. I um, am here for that. Yeah. Braun yells and I fall asleep. They killing Braun in the chat, boy. See why it in the mud? Yeah, see why it in the mud? See why it wasn't <laughs> never gonna work? <laughs> hey, it was always like, in the mud. This is the thing. You can have stupid political beliefs, but not if you don't got no money behind it. Like they, they were just a bunch of weirdos running shows. Yeah, they're and a bunch you can of be like. <laughs> Extra what it weirdo. teaches you is there's a lot of people who are weirdos that you don't know are weirdos until they're left right. to their own devices. And that's why most yeah. people are not left to their own devices. A lot of yeah. us are just meant to be employees. This was the weirdos coming together deciding, let's make our fucking weirdoness. Yeah, <laughs> let's, central make, let's make selling strange point. our personality. Of course people love that. Your audience is broke. What are you doing? Like... Cross left as soon as he could. Braun left as soon as he could. And, you know, EC3, man, you feel for the guy. Because, like, 15 years ago, 
that 20 years ago, that 25 years ago, and none of this is shade. I'm just really thinking about it. 25 years ago, he would have had a 10-year career. Yeah. And him and L.A. He Knight just, are like, God damn it, why isn't it 1993? Yep. Yeah, man. So, all right. Let's uh, let's talk to some folks. See, uh, see I'll add uh, up, man. What's on some folks' minds? Got an extra large queue. Even real, really, look at Rich. He's listening in. We got an extra large queue, but nobody got their hand up. But uh, Kylan and somebody in the the three one zero. So let's uh. We always start with Kylan. So let's start with the 310 uh, this week. Uh, 347-202-0103. Be like 310. Give us a call. Put your hand up. Press 1 on your keypad to uh, let us know you want on. 310, who's this and where are you from? Going out. Hey, guys. Tom, how you doing? Uh, uh, Los Angeles, I'm calling it. How's it going? Tom, here. I know, man. It's been a while. I always, I always tune in, but I don't always, I don't always press the actual button now. Yeah. How you guys been? Doing all right. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Things are, things are all right. Things are all right. <laughs> things are exciting, certainly. What's on your mind? Um. Sorry, guys. One sec. Oh. Yeah. Can you guys still hear me? Sorry, I cut out. Oh, cool. No, nothing. I was just, uh, <laughs> I've been thinking the last week, just like Triple H must be sitting there just loving this. I mean, he comes in, the guy, I mean, when you think about it, he comes in with arguably the lowest bar anyone's ever needed to clear, right? Like basically just don't book your wrestlers in the most outlandishly stupid ways imaginable over and over mm-hmm. and over again. Mm-hmm. Um and he's doing a good job. And then, meanwhile, AEW, I mean, this is this is fascinating. And what I actually heard you guys say earlier, which I'm a little worried about for them, right, is it's pretty hard to just flip that switch and go from being the employee-friendly boss to being the hard-nosed guy, right? Like, once yeah. you set the precedent of who you are, it's a little hard to go backwards. That's why, like, if you guys follow, like, the NFL or you follow, like, the NBA – you'll see a lot of these player-friendly coaches come in. And it actually plays itself out similarly to what's happening in AEW, right? You have this honeymoon period, right? Because generally someone hires a player-friendly coach or they go to a player-friendly coach's team because they've just come from, like, an oppressive situation and there's this harmony and there's everything. But what ends up happening uh, after a while is that that nothing nothing lasts like that, right? There's no – there isn't any consistency, um, eventually something's going to go wrong. And if that precedent has been, I mean, that, that press conference, I watched that. That was like, I, I read a lot of stories before I actually watched it, but when I sat down and watched it, that was wild. Anyone that's even beginning to think like this is a, uh, is, you know, part of the storyline. Yeah. Like, those, those, those fucking people, there. those people it, make it, me it, sick. It's this dove, like, you just, like uh, Tony Khan, if this is a, an act, like, his facial expressions, he should win an Academy Award. Because that, saying, like, right? his, his, his reactions in the moment, like, just sitting there watching Punk do that, like, I, I, 
and the craziest part about it is, is that I still, you could have me watch back the hang, like every Hangman promo, like leading up to that. And I yeah. still kind of don't even get what he was mad about. So it's like, you have this thing. I'm pretty sure what Punk I think was, it's more was like mad about. Well, Tom, yeah. I think it's more uh, that that Paige was supposed to go out there and heal it up. And instead, he went out there and cut this, like, promo that got the – I mean, the crowd was with him. I mean, that's – so I think it's more – he didn't say, I punk this, that, and the third a thing you can point at. I mean, the workers' rights, I don't think that line – Specifically, I guess if he's alluding to the, the to the tweet Punk made about uh, Naomi and and uh, and Sasha Banks, but he wasn't. I think the tone of that promo is what he was mad about, like, uh, and and that's a bigger deal in some cases than going out there and being blatant and point something that you know Tom, two three four months later can go back and be like, what? What was the problem with that promo? Well, if the promo wasn't supposed to go like that, <laughs> then what? And, and yeah, and it's I mean, like, well, why didn't Punk respond in the moment? So he's supposed to respond with unprofessional behavior with more unprofessionalism. And well, I think, I think why he didn't respond in the moment when I was watching that press conference, what I was trying to read between the lines of, right? Because sometimes mm-hmm. When someone's stance makes so little sense, like it makes so little sense that Paige goes into business for himself in a promo like you're talking about, and Punk three and a half months later shows his anger in this extreme of a fashion. What I get the sense of, and I do kind of understand why he's so mad about this, there's a bunch of stuff being leaked internally about him um, Mm that is making him look bad publicly. And he did allude to that fact, right? But the reality is just um, you need to respond to that. You know, you can talk about it publicly, but to talk about it the way he did, it's, it's, it's one of those things, and I'm sure you guys have friends like this or you've dealt with people like, like, like this before, or, but or it's just that, that person, person. Who, who insults someone for being a certain way while doing the exact thing that they're talking about hating. Mm-hmm. And to me, those are the most <laughs> difficult people to deal with when it's like someone's just trash-talking someone or shitting on someone about something that they're literally doing in that exact moment. <laughs> and they're so, they're so oblivious. To, yeah. like, they're so unable to like, take a step back from a situation that they, they can't even see that. And so now you're in a situation, I mean, I've talked to a couple friends about, like, AEW the last couple weeks, right? Because I think Mm -hmm. the reality is that AEW had their, like, honeymoon phase, and everyone wanted them to succeed, and now you have Triple H coming in, and people want WWE to do do well, and they're going to, just the way the internet works is how it it works. People are going to say, oh, AEW's going to die, blah, blah, blah. And I I wasn't buying that even in the slightest sense, right? Like, companies Mm -hmm. have their growing pains. Companies companies go, go through shit. I don't by any means think AEW is going to die at all. But what this does, what this does is that if you are TBS or TNT, right, and and you're about to hand these guys, right, a contract that, in my opinion, is the most important contract they're going to sign because it's the one that will potentially start getting close to, you know, at least putting them in the same realm as, as the WWE when you look at the WWE, yeah, you have Vince McMahon, and that's an effed up like situation. But at least you know you're getting a show every single week 
the, literally the United States could be bombed and like Vince McMahon would have put a show on, right? Mm-hmm. So like, uh, but with AEW, you're going to, what, are you going to hand 700, 800 million dollars to a company that's like, you know, airing out its laundry in public like this? It's just not a good look at a time where they do need to look good. And um, I don't want to put this on Tony Khan, because I think the reality is that the reason that you have this situation where wrestlers are able to run wild is that in the WWE, people were incredibly frustrated by the fact that every single thing they did was controlled. They couldn't even start a successful YouTube channel by themselves without the WWE. Or an unsuccessful pocket, YouTube right? channel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or does like, I just want to start a channel, shitty right? fucking so, Twitch. Goddamn. So, <laughs> right. so, so Tony Khan went the complete other direction with it, right? Yeah. And you're seeing yeah. some of the... Which was a bad idea in, in real time. I don't think any... I think there was a decent amount of people going, this is... I mean, shit. It's not... The most bought up name on the show, but fucking Jim Cornette was like, "This is he dubs them all for elite, all, all elite friends or all friends wrestling or whatever." Like, yeah, they just hired a bunch of their buddies. But you, there's a, a, an idea of well, that's kind of how, you know, things work. <laughs> you know, it's hard to be. Well, my man gets put on. I'm like, hey, if, if I'm good enough, you know, and I've been struggling, you know, help me out. Let's put that reach that hand back kind of thing. Uh, but they took it to an extreme. And hiring just yeah. people that should not have been on national TV at all, and they were being featured, not just on TV, but being pushed and featured. Um, and that took a while. You know, it was like the first year of of that. Of and the excuse was they don't have they they're trying to you know they don't have besides Jericho like mainstream names, uh, folks that people are going to know. Uh, but yeah, things are different now, and the standards have changed, and that honeymoon, you know, is is over. Certainly, I think this is going to balance out though, because right now what happened was right, like WWE was basically not an option for a lot of these guys that actually cared about wrestling. Like 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 in the current WWE, there's no chance Daniel Bryan's walking away from that, et cetera, right? And so what right. you had was AEW. Went from exactly what you're talking about, having guys that had no business on TV, to having like one of the more loaded rosters in the history of wrestling, and it's actually damaged the product, right? Like the storylines are inconsistent. There's not a lot of great builds. The pay-per-views are five and a half hours long. There's eleven trios matches and seventy-five belts because they not eleven trios matches. Feel like they're there for a, a reason. <laughs> what I expect yeah. to happen is that. Inevitably, some of these guys are now going to return to the WWE, and that's important because WWE needs guys. Right? WWE is is barren of talent, and they're having to rebuild some of the talent that was heavily damaged, but they still don't have enough. Some of these guys need to go back to WWE that never should have left if it wasn't for Vince. Once that happens, and the talent talent like balances out, and AEW says these are our guys, these are our long term contracts, these are who we're going to war with. I do think some of these storylines and things like that and cram pay-per-views and million trios matches, they'll eventually balance out because I think AEW is a solid brand and we'll be able to, like, figure this out. Nevertheless, right now, you cannot deny that they pulled out their ace in the hole, MMJF, which was immediately overshadowed their super hot champion, clean, dead in the middle of the ring, 
trashing their entire roster and owner in a post-media scrum followed by a brawl. I mean, this is a fucked up situation that is going to be extremely damaging for them to get out of. It's going to take them months to get out of this. Uh, And they pulled, unfortunately, the ace in the hole that they had that would have helped them. Like, if they had not brought MMJF last, last, last night, you would have had a way to get out of this. But instead, it's like, this is a, this is a, as big of a mess as I've ever seen publicly in wrestling. And now they have to put on a live show in 15 minutes. Like, it's, it's much <laughs> easier. But after that, I mean, they're, they're, they're not going to Well, have I think it's a must-see first, first 15 minutes. Because uh, I think Tony's going right. to open the show. Uh, after that, you know, it, it's it's AEW. It's Dynamite, I think, probably as usual. Uh, so that's why we're going to try to wrap up as on time as possible. So anything else time before, time before we uh, move on to the next caller? Nah. I mean, it should be interesting. It's good. I feel like this is the first time in years where, like, this is real competition, I think, actually. Like, I think WWE and AEW, they're both well-funded. AEW hopefully signs a big television contract. I would hope everyone is not dumb enough to be rooting against AEW. We are much better off. I mean, we just all sat through oh, for sure. 20 years of Absolutely. not having competition, and I don't think yeah. any of us were having that much fun. So no one should be rooting against AEW, but and I do hope that they figure it out, but they are not – in an enviable situation right now. All right, Tom. It's good talking to you. Don't be a stranger. Cool. See you guys. All right. Let's uh, keep it moving, and let's go to uh, – all right, let's see what Kylan's, Kylan's got. Uh, Kylan, what you got for us? What up? Besides a crazy echo. <laughs> Not much, Travis. Uh, the, the, co- the context that you were looking for earlier is – Tony was referring to how Jim Crockett promotions got mm. put out of business when right. Vince would constantly run his Counter-program them. opposite theirs. Yep. That was it. Thank you. Yeah, he says, yeah, we got a lot more money than Jim Crockett promotions uh, ever did. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> like we can – that's not, not to cut detrimental. Y'all just so you know, mm-hmm. Otaku stated as of 20 minutes ago, he is boycotting WWE. Um, <laughs> if what? If I've ever seen a deflection in my life. Um, but, yeah, he's cooking right now. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Uh, go ahead, Kylan. Um, my, my question for this week is, is, a, is a scenario for for you guys to use if if Kenny Omega and Young Bucks go to WWE how how will they be used and who will replace their positions on the AEW cards and their positions as executive vice president of mm-hmm. AEW. We didn't even talk about that part of it, uh, their EVP status. Should they even have that status anymore? If all the backstage shenanigans are true, they're going to conf- confront the guy and, you know, bust up in his locker room 
uh, even if you got swung on first, you know, you still kind of went in and initiated this whole thing. Um, no, Kylan, they will not be in WWE. But if somehow they were or were to leave for whatever, you know, for whatever reason, they're, they couldn't be easily replaced. So I might think they ain't shit, but they are integral to, to, the, to the company, at least right now in 2022 with their current, mm-hmm. current roster, even though it's much stronger than it was in 2019 and 2020, um, they're still a, a integral part of, of that roster and of, and of that company. So, <clears throat> so no, they ain't going to WWE. Triple H is not going to fucking sign those two. I think Kenny Omega would have some chance. More than yeah, there was, there was a time when they really, really wanted the Bucks. I do not know if if what they've built, um, you know, you have the Street Profits now. Um, you have Otis and Gable now. Um, you still have New Day. You're bringing the Viking Raiders around. And then in the pipeline, you got uh, Diamond Mime. You got a brawl, brawl like Gallus down there. You got Trick and Mellow, and so mm-hmm. I don't know if um, if like that's in the books like it was back when he did want them, and also I don't know if they would take a lesser role. You know what I mean? Like yeah, like EVP don't mean you calling shots, calling shots, but it does come with a certain amount of credibility, and also there's the fact that this thing is their baby in a way that it wasn't Cody's baby, right? I even say that man smells like damp. <laughs> that is so rude. <laughs> oh my we god. We all we know we all immediately knew uh knew exactly what that scent would, would 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 be. Uh who was next? Um Alright, let's see what Rich got to say. Rich put his hand up. Rich. What's going on? What up? Hey. Not much. How are you guys? Doing all right. When the Bogart in on our live time, our free time, and you got a whole, whole, you know, two, two, three hours tonight. But, but that's cool. No, Go no, ahead. no. I'm just trying to do what I can to talk with my good friend, author and rock and tour Cameron Hawkins, while Travis keeps him away from me because you guys don't know the internal workings of the East Coast cast. And the politics I got to deal with every day. <laughs> Rich is wild, man. Yeah. Rich, I um, as, as we as we do some in, inside of baseball, um, we've been talking kind of off and on all day, just about uh, things people have said and done. What's the most outrageous thing you've heard from somebody you have at least an inkling of respect for concerning all this? And you don't have to say who they are. What's just something you've heard that you just like, come on? Oh, um, I heard that this was, like, the, the thing I've always stood on, which people got their feelings hurt, I guess, when I did it with Wade. Like, this isn't a CM Punk thing. This is a belief that, like, by getting rid of CM Punk, he's the evil witch, and we're going to go back to the Emerald City, and everybody can lock arm in arm. And, mm-hmm. like, it's very naive. Like, like, I was like, y'all never worked anywhere before? Yeah, And I get it. Sometimes when people work for themselves, they can kind of project like, hey, this is how things go. 
But I think that, and then I think the other thing was, uh, this is all a work, bro. And anytime uh, that starts up, I'm like, y'all, y'all need to, you need uh-huh. to stop. You need to just anybody like, respectable, anybody with a fucking, anybody with a blue check mark talking about work, ah, uh, I would immediately unsubscribe, unlike, unfollow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Man, yeah. Again, I just don't think the people involved are 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 good enough to pull something like this off. <laughs> Yeah, if this was a and, and, and even, give me a break. Like if this was, or even though it's like, I think to, to your question too, Cam. I think the other thing I saw from a lot of people I respect that I don't think they realize like the principles involved. Like let's make money off of this. You're leaving money off the table. You make so much money. It's like you got to realize that CM Punk's recalcitrant, the Young Bucks are passive aggressive, <laughs> and Kenny Omega just wants to change the world. Yeah. So like, no, no none of that equals let's work together, brother, brother. Like, yeah, I I don't see a way forward for that. Like I, I said on Twitter, it's uh, you know Michael they got two million dollars inside of C. But listen, Michael's and Brett did it because Brett had a life changing stroke that nearly killed him, and Sean yeah. found Jesus. The Bucks already found Jesus. And well, they made it, in, you know, ninety five, ninety to ninety seven, or whenever they really hot feud was oh, personal but, okay. stuff. Okay, I, I I'll tell you the same thing I told Wade. There is no connective tissue that can keep that feud calm like there was when Sean and Brett were feuding. Yeah. 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 You know yeah. Tony Khan is supposed to be like managing. Even exactly, though Vince was exactly. instigating a lot of it, you know, there's a, he had a certain yeah, psychology to it. They're not trying yeah. to prove they the man come. in charge what they're worth. Like that, that, that is not a motivating factor. Like, right. like, yeah, I don't like Vince's I thing is he's heard. the, uh, the ball quick, coach. Rich. I yeah, kept him in line because of oh, yeah, yeah. strength of personality. Sorry, but yeah, he just kept things in line because he was Vince McMahon and could yeah. could command that kind of uh, while at the same time needling and priding and and playing them off of each other to 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 not make that, them work yeah, not that they harder. Don't care, but yeah. like I have yet to hear somebody, whether to me or in any type of like public space or in any podcast or anything, I have yet to hear anybody say how happy they were that Tony liked their match. I have not heard anybody say that in three years. You know what I mean? Like, does he try to Tony's going to say how awesome it was. But there's not this internal idea of I I want him to be proud of what I'm doing. It just doesn't exist. A lot of that has to do with age. Like, it's not like anybody's doing him wrong by that, but that's just not the sentiment. It's, really it's nice. that thing, you know, you have people, you know, people, usually it's, 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 it's uh, uh, boys and men that have fathers who, or, or, or authority figures, uh, coaches, or, you know, military, mm-hmm. uh, 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 officials that are higher than them, um, that don't give out compliments. They don't, so everything is. You know, they don't, you know, I'm proud of you, son. Like, my dad told me he was proud of me one time. He told me I did a good job three times. You know, like, how do you know? Like, what? That's a thing you fucking count. Like, yeah, it happens so fucking, uh, not often. It happens so little that, uh, yeah, I remember them shits. And and I think Vince is that, that dad that you just work for, even though you fucking hate him, but you want his approval. And Tony's the fucking guy bringing fucking orange slices and Capri Suns to the goddamn games and, you know, win, lose, or draw. 
everybody gets snacks and you did a good job and that that second at bat you had champ was really good I, I, you know everything's awesome and all everybody's match is awesome and everybody's fucking you know that modern that modern wrestling thing you know because tony's a fan first and it's very obvious well one of the things i thought about and uh it actually was funny because i thought about it because i was reading your article camp if you if you guys ever read i think it was in the ringer in two ironically um the story of the guy who played Vigo in Ghostbusters. And the reason I, I bring it up about. is because, yeah, the actor, he was in Die Hard. He was in all these other movies. But the guy who played Vigo was such a horrible human being that when he died, he didn't tell his daughter, which if you read in the article might have been the product of him assaulting his father's second wife, which is mm-hmm. a whole mess. It's like a 40-page... He didn't tell her because she didn't tell him. So he had right. a neighbor tell her a month later with a letter that just said touche. Oh, wow. Jesus. To yeah. make it obvious, I thought, oh, he was just going to be super passive aggressive. Like, I remember. I'm doing this because I remember. Like, you're going to make, no, no, I want you to remember that I remember or know that I remember. Whew. Yeah. And I say that because that's what Vince is. Vince is that dude who's viciousness, no matter how it's interpreted by us on the outside, is seen as declaration of love and respect. Like, look at even Triple H. He mentioned during an Ariel Hawani interview that when Brock left, it was because Vince has a relationship with wrestlers, and wrestlers have a relationship with me, and they remember me as the guy they used to compete with, not as the administrator that's trying to get them money. Yeah. yeah. It's different. Tony has to make it's that different leap. And the same uh, with Triple H and Tony because they're going to just have to outgrow. They're going to have to – 10 years are going to have to go by, and all those guys are gone, and the only ones that are there are ones that know you as boss and not – it's a little – it's obviously a little different because Triple H wrestled those guys and, and competed against them and all those things. Uh, but if t- talking about Tony and the fun boss got to go, yeah, he might just have to not be a fan of the guys he's signing. Well, see, I disagree. I think he can still do it, but the thing that's going to damn him as long as he owns this company, which he says he's going to do as long as he wants to have that alternative of wrestlers. The thing that helped him with Cody yeah. before everything went to crap was Cody was, like, looking per people who were reporting at the time and per whispers at the time. Like, Cody was looking to be like his dad, be the booker man, but then when that got taken away, that was one of the reasons he left. That would have been the guy you could lean on here because Cody could be in the, if he had been on that same trajectory – he could have been that guy that's like one foot out the door and you got that Triple H factor of this isn't a guy I'm competing with. This is a guy who actively removed himself from the main mm-hmm. event, made an entire universe so that way you don't have to worry about him taking your spot. With the Bucks right. and Kenny, at any given time, they're like FTR said, you're booking me. We've been booked for like eight months as number one contenders. We ain't getting no match. We got every other title in every other company in the world, but we can't get the one we're the main company for. <laughs> <laughs> the one we have exclu- uh, contracts with and like, uh, yeah, ongoing Damn. year. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and, and, and uh, you know, I know you guys probably have other things in the shows about to start, but the last thing I wanted to throw out was people have to get out their heads. Like Cam talked about, like he's the happy boss, but the one thing Tony is and Vince is, he's still a billionaire that knows how to close stuff. Because if you just take it out as a billionaire who owns a company that bought another company so you have nowhere else to work, that works for both of them now. Because before, Ring of Honor would have been the Young Bucks place if they had to leave. Now, there ain't no Ring of Honor. 
There ain't no New Japan affiliation. You come through AEW, you don't come at all. Pause. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well said. And and we'll get into to some more uh, uh, all right, uh, during VIP. Uh, so, yeah, if you're listening to this in, in podcast form, uh, once we're done here, click over and uh, listen to Rich and I go for another hour or two talking about all kinds of this stuff, obviously. We'll be talking uh-huh. more about, about this. So uh, if you're VIP, please click over, give us a listen. Uh, that does it for us this week. Um, I'm sure, like everybody else, I'm very excited to see this first, you know, the first tune into the few minutes of, uh, of Dynamite. And I wouldn't be surprised if that first, you know, 15 minutes does some serious numbers uh, when the ratings come out. So uh, that'll be interesting. Uh, so, yeah, so we're uh, we're out of here. Appreciate everybody that uh, called in, email. Oh, shit. We didn't get to Jabron's three damn email. Sorry, Jabron. <laughs> we, we was talking. Um, uh, yeah, we'll get at y'all next week. Uh, so, Cam, for all the uh, callers and shit, uh, we'll get at y'all next time. We out.